With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Lewis Art for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and Forged Irish Stout. Delighted to be joined by Joe Gallagher. We're here in Liverpool for a massive, massive fight for Natasha Jonas. She takes on Michaela Meyer. Um, yourself, you're very, very busy on the card. You've got three fighters out. Yeah. Um, prefer being busy like that, would you say? Always. Uh, even back to the night of the Manchester Arena when we used to have five on the show I just think it's good, it warms me up as a coach gets me switched on, gets me in tune gets me a feel for the arena and ready to be uh, top of my game for the fighter and the headline acts Well I was going to say, when you have so many people in camp and I think all your fighters are really really pretty active they're always sort of working towards something um, do you sort of prefer everyone being in camp in a way where you can both work on them all separate things? Yeah, I, I think listen, we, we have our days where they come in and they do the work and it's just that team mentality and it's a hard sport, it's a, a lonely sport boxing at times but have other people around you when you're not feeling well to pull you through the sessions and vice versa and uh, the gym environment, the banter, the crack and uh, yeah, like you said, we win together, we lose together. And a, a massive fight on top of the bill Natasha Jonas does take on Michaela Meyer. I'm excited for another I mean, legacy-defining fight for, for Natasha Jonas. Yeah, huge night for Natasha, like I say, headlining in Liverpool. Um, two-weight world champion, unified, ring belt, boxer of the year. It's uh, there's much more for her to do, but like I say, it's a huge fight with Michaela Meyer, a hard fight. Um, Michaela's got to bring plans A, B and C to win the fight um, we've got to try and negate them and, and come out with the win it's a, it's, a, it's a tough fight and in my opinion I know the contender afterwards everyone will be talking about what a fight and possibly one of the fights of the year already One thing I did want to ask you when it's a camp over Christmas I think Natasha, Natasha touched on it slightly um, when it comes to sort of the preparation for it trying to get the sparring in especially for someone like Mayo who's a, a tall rangy opponent do you find that hard over Christmas um, where people are sort of not in the gym they're tapering off slightly they do take some time off do you find the sort of the look for sparring a little bit more difficult when it comes over Christmas especially in the lead up to this fight? Yeah of course it does it's, it's the time of year where everyone wants to be at home the families have a day off from boxing boxing's very hard it's 24-7 365 days of the year and when you've been in the gym and sparring and fighting and then you want to go home and chill and then you got to ask people you got to come up to Manchester and Moss Side and you got to do some sparring Christmas Day or Boxing Day or all that it's not the best offer yeah. to be putting to people yeah. is it so uh, yeah that's it and then New Year's Eve so there is that but we've got sparring in before that break and we've had plenty of good sparring since so it's uh, no uh, I'm really grateful for, for the girls that have come up and sparred with Natasha and they've done a good job and what is it about Natasha, you know, not to be rude, but at her age can consistently sort of defy logic and, and sort of getting better and better of every fight in a way? What do you think that is about her? 
Which is not on performance enhancing drugs. No, of course not, of course not. No, I wasn't saying that, I wasn't saying that, mate. Come on, come on. Well, that's what the, the, the insinuation was last no, week. No, 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 not no, at no, all. No, 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 listen, I just think it's hard work and the, the, the dedication to quote Mayweather, but the work that she puts in gives her the confidence that's what she does, and she lives well, um, trains well, and she leaves no stone unturned. What she invests in herself, her self investment in what she does in recovery sessions and chat sessions and going around to communities and kids in classes and children and that. She's just a, a brilliant role model and I think she loves that and being able to walk around as a world champion and inspire the next generation and the generation of that. So it's, uh, I just think it's basic, it's not hard work and like I say, if you work hard and you live well and you clean well, um, she's, um, your career, you just got to look at, if you look over to America for, for years, Hopkins, Mosley, Mayweather, Judah, they all Cotto, they all fought on for years and years because they lived their life, do you know what I mean? So uh, maybe we don't so much over in this country putting on weight before fights and everything else. But Natasha, she doesn't have to bother about her weight. She walks around at the weight that she fights at as well. But she's she's always in the gym, or even she's got a, a fight date or not. So I just think it's down to that, really. And when we've seen Natasha take the step up with, with tough, tough opponents, as we've seen before, we have always sort of seen a real, real good performance about her. Do you feel like sort of Saturday night this is coming when the opponents step up, someone like Maya, who is going to give it as much as Tasha is, that's when we will really see the best of her? Yeah, I think so. I, but I think it's unfair to say that on the opponents that she's beat for the world titles. Maria De Kerr was a very good opponent, um, and we beat her. We had to dig in. Uh, Patricia Bergout was a good fighter because she Namus, we stopped early. Um, and like you say, Natasha is always on the big stage. The, delivered, um, Katie Taylor, Terry Harper, um, so she always comes 100%, you can never doubt that, oh just because this is a harder opponent we've got to get a better Natasha, Natasha's got a bit at the top of the game, uh, the, the targets are on her back and everyone's coming for her and she's aware of that, so um, it comes with, com comes with the, the titles of being a world champion. And when it comes to someone like Michaela Mayer, from everyone that Natasha has faced, typical question, but with her coming up in weight, but having sort of the, the range advantage, especially with her height, how does it stack up differently to whatever Natasha has faced before? Say that again, sorry. How, how does sort of Mayer stack up differently to what, what she's faced before with her, I suppose, coming up in weight, but also having sort of the, the height advantage? Well, I, I think with her skill set, she was an Olympian, she, she's a good boxer, boxer on the front foot, back foot, can fight on the inside, as you've seen with Hamadouche, and she's got a good team around her, the team are very knowledgeable, Al Mitchell, very good coach he used to train and coach David Reed a really talented fighter so um, yeah no this she's she's she knows her stuff and she can fight and that's why I say this is like what's making people this time of the year put their hands in the pocket come to the arena to support Natasha because they know so how much of a hard fight it is and another one just touching there about being in the arena and back in Liverpool. I know we've had a couple in Manchester, but um, being back in, in the hometown, I suppose, of Liverpool must be a nice thing for her to get um, a, a big, big support on Saturday night. Yeah, exactly. She was becoming an adopted man the amount of yeah. time she was fighting at the arena there. But it's a lucky hunting ground for her. She won the WBC belt, I think, here in Liverpool as well. So it's uh, at the end of the day, a ring's a ring, and Tasha's fully aware of that. And uh, But it's nice. She doesn't have to drive down the motorway. She goes home like today now. She's going to done a school run and going to pick the daughter off regardless there was a public workout that just shows you like family first there's bigger things in life in boxing and uh, that's the thing with Tasha's very level headed well, I suppose I just wanted to move on, just want to touch on last week, Arthur Baterbi have um, defeated Callum Smith, um, what did you make of the fight um, now it's been about sort of four or five days since it? 
Um, I don't know really. I, I like you say, to Callum went in there, he gave it his best, and it just wasn't good enough. Um, had to be to be is a, a good fighter. Being in against him with Callum Johnson and uh, good skill set, good Olympian, hurt Usyk in the Olympics, 20 fights, 20 wins. Um, 20 knockouts and that's all you can say really, like you say, it's, it's no shame, he's gone in there and he's lost against one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world at the moment, um, tough time of year, January over in Canada, snow, um, I'm not saying it would be a different fight if it would have been in Liverpool and um, had a say in the ring size and all that, but like I say it was done now and uh, Callum, as I said in the interviews afterwards, he's got to go home, spend a bit of time with his family and everything and uh, he's got two young kids there and uh, like I say, decide what he's going to do, um, whether he wants to come back in a fight, I've seen lots of people talking about Anthony Yard, um, but unless it's for a title of some sort, so that depends what happens with Bivol and Beterbev, um, when the belts for Kate, will Callum want to go then? So. Uh, it's a long time from now till then and I'm sure he'll uh, sit down with his family and he'll make the right decision what's best for him. Definitely. Um, another one I want to touch on, um, we did see the press conference for Anthony Joshua against Francis Ngannou. Um, a, a big fight um, in both in size and in, and in stature. Um, I suppose something that you touched on in an interview, I think it was with Seconds Out with Eamon, you were talking about sort of Ngannou almost sort of, you'd be a bit disappointed if you were someone like Bacoli or Hergovic um, skipping the queue um, in a sense. Do you sort of, I suppose, elaborate more on that comment? Do you feel like it's sort of a, you would be disappointed if you're looking at it from a, a Bacoli or Hergovic point of view where you know you want the big fights and someone that's you know had one pro fight is, is sort of stepping in there already? It, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? If you, if you went and put box rec figures out and go, this is the next opponent, Anthony Joshua, whatever is to it, real champion is fighting a kid a pro who's lost his debut as a pro, they'd be like, oh, that's a mismatch, you can't do this, but it, it was who we fought in his pro debut, a world champion, um, the manner in his performance, getting the knockdown, and I think that's what's half got him to the front of the queue, and it was, it was exciting, and it's the not knowing, and can he, the suspense, can he cause the upset, can he ruin AJ, can put the, the stop to the talk of Tyson Fury, AJ... That's most probably what it's got to be sold on, what it has been sold on. And um, like I said, the people in the background, uh, Chang's going to have to fight Parker and Bicoli will fight someone else and Hergovic will fight someone else. So it's uh, the main thing's the fighting um, and that's it. But uh, we're all got to be sitting and we're all got to be watching. And um, as Francis says, he only has to land once. Um, Tyson Fury got up and would AJ get up? And uh, AJ's got to be on top of the game. People are talking about, oh, he's got to show his class here now and uh, maybe Anthony Joshua is an Olympian, do you know what I mean? He has got a good boxing skill set and maybe that, that'll be enough to beat Francis Ngannou or was Francis Ngannou just had his lucky night and his luck's running out against uh, Anthony Joshua but that's what's selling the event, isn't it? Absolutely, and just a final one from me when it comes to the topic of Saudi Arabia we look on undercards and you see fights like, you know, Mark Chamberlain versus you know, Gavin Gwynn, Cordina Vicacache you know, when we see domestic fights is there a worry from a, from a point of view in this country where the sort of there's a saturation there of, uh, in Saudi Arabia where we're seeing domestic fights and we won't be seeing it in this country um, we won't be seeing big fights in this country anymore sort of domestically is there a worry about that would you say um, I would say so I, I think you're right, the undercards, the undercards don't have four rounders, six rounders and everything else. They're all big fights, title fights we've seen the Fiorian Garno, the fights before that, that was on it um, 
Well, I, I can't really see that. I think Frank is still, as well as doing his big fights over there, he's still doing his York Halls, his Telfords and everything else, and he's bringing the next crop, the next generation through. If the fighters can get bigger money for British title fights over there, then I'm sure Frank's got to bring them over there. But they're, they're, they're not leaving boxing behind over here. It's just where the main events years ago, whether you were Hatton in a big fight, you went to Vegas. It's now if you're Tyson Fury in a big event, it's got to be in Saudi. So that's how it is. But I think if you, if you look at... Uh, Frank Warren, um, who's behind it all, the, the shows that he's doing at York Hall, like I said, Telford and everything else, the small hall is still going, still thriving, and he's bringing the next generation go. I understand what you're saying, but I don't necessarily think small hall shows would be the death of small hall shows or Frank show. They need the next generation to come through, and that's Frank's, something Frank's done for, for years. Absolutely, Joe, thank you for taking time to speak to me. Really, really appreciate yeah, a shot no of you. Thanks Top you. man, mate, and uh, yeah, all the best for Saturday night, yeah, mate. Thank, thank you. you. Sports Social Podcast Network.